1: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Hey, folks, this is Eddie Trunk from That Metal Show and Sirius XM Radio and Lifelong Kiss Fan. You are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this is Put that cookie down Kiss Stop pressing the button Star Parker Simmons Star? Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop
2: shouting I He's not what you would call a handsome man Oh no,
0: here come the kiss times Is that a positive thing? Okay Alright I'm gonna grab me an ice cold mellow yellow.
2: do
3: that to the fans. Stop it. Why? Cause fucko. That's we'll about 617-525-Jewy. You do? Hey fucko. Do you like Kiss? Yes. Settle down.
2: Hello. Hey, what's up there Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 194 destroyer 45th anniversary super deluxe box set disc two
0: electric boogaloo man, that's the longest title of any episode we've ever had yeah, i think i think so the super, super terrific happy fun hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the super
2: across the way
0: oh
2: do you have a do you have oranges for me as a gift <laughs>
0: Jesus. Christ. Oh man. So this is a this is a first for me. I'm actually having a beer while we're recording. I don't know if nice. I've ever done I don't know if I've ever done that. Nice. And, and I was drinking. So. Okay. okay. Well, uh
2: Tom, how's it going? How you doing?
0: Wonderful. Getting ready for the cruise. Oh. By the time by the time people hear this, it'll be less than a week. Away, or it'll be a week away, a week from Saturday we get on the boat. So we are, you have no
2: idea all the prep that's going into this to make sure that you guys don't miss one fucking episode. Oh, Um, God. Yeah, I've got calendars, like that meme of the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, with all the strings and push pins. Yeah, yeah. I've got that, all sorts of things over the calendar to make sure this works. So before we get all our episodes out. We just did a f- nice fun episode. On dorm damage. About classic TV shows. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And yep. uh, we have a bunch of other things. Coming your way. Which you guys will not want to miss.
0: Mm-hmm. Telling you. Indeed. Yeah,
2: Yeah. But as we always say. Before we go forward. We go backward. And we discussed last week's episode of. Paul and Gene's separate interviews they did with Howie Mandel on his podcast. But before we get to that, we got to go to our sponsor. And that's our buddy, Tony Rush Barone. Yes. Hey, Loudcasters, ABCPA Inc. is an accountant firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all your accountant and tax needs for businesses. They offer bookkeeping financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business as well. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states, so no matter where you live, You can use Tony's services. So if you live in, uh, let's go, uh, let's go with Washington state. Okay. And the opposite part of the country, Florida. Wonderful. See, didn't even need to use the spreadsheet. I love it. Did you know kiss army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. And we know who likes tax credits. This guy. That's right. Give me your money. (laughs) Follow follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website, abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or you can email our friend Tony who's the best guy around and a great loudcaster in KISS Army member Mm -hmm. at Tony at ABCPAInc.com. That's Tony at ABCPAInc.com. Or you can call Tony at 708-430-3232. Again, 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPAInc. Tom, we did a poll, and this
0: one was quite easy, I think, right? Yeah, we just asked people which interview did you enjoy more, Gene with Howie or Paul with Howie. Um, Wow. Uh, On Twitter, it was Gene77%, and on our Loudcasters Facebook group, it was Gene84%. Yikes. Apparently, people like their interviews to be fun and not stuffed shirt boring. (laughs) A <laughs> um, couple comments here. Let's see. Our buddy Brad Baird, another great fan and Patreon of the show here. Gene, to me, seems so much more real than Paul. I'm sure he can be an asshole, but Paul is just calculating his answers. I love all they have done for the band, but Paul, as a person, has become someone I am not fond of smikey says gene came across as open and honest and self-effacing paul held back a little and wanted to protect his image more both good though nice to hear gene not
4: selling something
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute i'm not done uh then we'll just we'll fly through a couple episode specific uh comments too here ken and satan's service if i had the choice of who to sit down with enjoy a fountain cola and shoot the shit with it would be gene Hands down, Paul comes across as not fun at all. Another great episode, as always. Thank you. Our buddy Joel Hoffman watched both. As always, Gene is great. Very entertaining. Paul, as always, same old cliches. What a boring dude to be around. The tone with Howie was so much different for both. Everyone knows to tread lightly with Paul. So annoying. Gene is always the best. No hang-ups. Our buddy and cruise cabin mate, Tony, from Restrained. I saw the Paul interview a few weeks ago. It was a bit uncomfortable, as per usual. Looking forward to checking out the Gene episode. The older I get, the more I seem to identify with Gene. Wait a minute, Tony. Are you trying to tell us that you're, like, fun-loving and goofy like Gene? No. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out next week. We love you, Tony. Amber Pickering says, I'm just listening in and I'm loving the episode so far. I always think that now Paul always comes across in interviews like all he says will be used against him. Almost like he has to act like someone that he isn't. Gene is just loving life and enjoying every moment. Thanks, guys. Interesting comments, Amber. I like that. Protecting himself. And that's what we got for Twitter stuff.
2: Over on Facebook, Scott Donaldson. Really enjoyed this one, boys. I only watched Gene's interview late last night, and behold, 12 hours later, boys, you are all over it. Well done. Mm, Thank you. Daniel Haller Houston, another great episode. It's funny how Gene says goofy things like, I have no friends, when it's obvious from his interactions with Howie that they are friends. Good point. Yep. Ryan, Courtney, Cole, Michael, Scott, Dole, Kulik, Simmons, Tweed. (laughs) Fucking, you know him Uh, We don't know how they act in their personal lives But the way Paul presents himself He may be an example that being rich and famous Doesn't always make you happy On the Mm -hmm. other hand, Gene is so likable And enjoying all of his success This was a great dive into Howie's interviews Really enjoyed this episode Thank you All right, Uh, Shane Lownden uh, thanks, guys, for this episode. I wasn't aware of these interviews or of the fact that Howie had a podcast. I was impressed with Howie's skill as an interviewer. I listened to your episode, then listened to the interview and came back and listened to your analysis again. Spot on with your take of both Gene and Paul. Paul's interview didn't make me realize that Paul's always crapping on Gene for the Hollywood Gene years, but fails to see the irony that he did the same thing when he became Broadway, Paul, with Phantom of the Opera, as if Paul's hypocrisy is something new. Anyway, thanks for another fantastic show, and thanks for turning me on to Howie's podcast.
0: All right, great comments. Yeah, we do. We do have smart listeners every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Over on Loudcasters, Paul Hader
2: listened to the Gene episode yesterday. Laughed a lot. Actually, it surprised me with a pretty touching moment. I got a little Verklen myself. Matt Wallace. Uh-oh. Gene and Paul are polar opposites when it comes to personality. Paul is such a stick-in-the-mud and self-centered, egotistical douchebag. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> but listen to these interviews reminding you how much I'd like to take my steel, hard meat piston. <laughs> oh, Jesus what? And have Bridget Fonda slide up <laughs> and down it like the dirty whore that she is. Wait a minute! She can milk me like a dairy farmer, the modern fat version of her? <laughs> what? Oh my
0: god, dude! I still don't what? believe that's her. That can't be. Her. I don't either. There's you, no one can convince me that's her. Nope. No, I don't believe it. Nope. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jeff Kinsley, very good topic. guys. discussing them side by side it was a great idea. Horns up! Yeah, Jeff. Jack Pinocchio.
3: CELLA LUNA MENZU MAMMA MIA, MAMMA RITATE EGLIA RIEGULA dare MAMMA MIA, VENCACCIA DUN SETTE DE VEGLIA LOBESCIA is ISSO VA, ISSO LENA, SEPO
2: This was a great and interesting interview for them both. I think of Paul, Paul's Paul. This is him now. Shower him with praise. He'll soak it up. I honestly feel that what we see and hear from him today is a reflection of his childhood coming out today. Mm. But for Gene, he's a completely different and open person when he's interviewed alone. He's funny. He jokes around and has fun. I'd honestly love to see a two hour sit down with Gene in a room of two to 300 people where he sits and tells funny stories from the road tours of
0: Kiss. You mean like having that done on the cruise? I mean, talk about an opportunity to do something like that, to have like a. Like a like a a Q and A forum, yeah. You know, exactly. He'd be he'd be awesome at that.
2: Over on YouTube, YouTube, Marty White. I mentioned before that my ex wife and I met Gene in an airport. She was first to speak. She said, "Excuse me, are you Gene Simmons?" His reply: was, sure hell not Richard Simmons." If you see that whole interview, he must get that a lot. Ah, Richard Simmons. The pudgiest of all exercise gurus. <laughs> it was kind of chunky to do that shit, right? Mr. Antonio, 2005. The interview had Paul pulling from his book of brainy quotes. I love that. Just <laughs> like a- in the late 90s, when he said the following in an interview, we are the McDonald's rock. We're always there to satisfy and a billion serve. Ace then responded, someone say McDonald's. Well, Curly, get me a filet of fish or some extra mail, a fountain cola, and one of those Hot Wheels Happy Meal toys for my new bride.
0: <laughs> Ace. we'd have to. You know, we should come up with, oh, I got a great idea for an episode. What would each member's Happy Meal be like?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's all we need. There we go. Mine comes with cocaine. <laughs>
0: Guys, if you get the six-piece nugget, you get a pair of socks that match whatever holiday it is.
2: Pete Staros, when you guys were talking about Paul didn't want to give his kids money, it seemed like he was paranoid about people thinking that he was doing that. Oh, yeah.
0: First of all, you could have just ended that sentence by saying he was paranoid. (laughs) That's a great, that's another great insight. Yep. I like that one. Well, the host,
2: Howie Mandel, does stuff. He commented and he says, Great insight. That's awesome. And uh, again, we really like the show. So I'll be honest with you, uh, he does a great job. And I've seen some other of his podcast interviews, and he's just, uh, he's a kind of a natural at this shit. Mm. And it works, it really does. Well, he's, uh, he's, yeah,
0: he's a natural when it comes to the camera and just being around people. You look at his whole career and, watch, and watching the interview, especially with Paul and Gene, is, is, much better than just the audio you got to watch it
2: yeah and i think because of his hangups of the uh the ocd and stuff that he has yep all the people that talk about him always talk about how much they love him and he's a great guy you see that when you see the podcast he's like,
0: one of those he's one of those rare celebrities you've never heard anything bad about him or at least i haven't
2: yeah and you would think people are like oh he's the most fucking annoying bastard or this, and this no no but there's obviously an affinity for him amongst yeah. his friends. So yep. that's great to see.
0: Tom, yep. that's what I got. Over to you. All right. Let's bang through one quick email here from our friend and Patreon and America's favorite realtor, Joey Romanik. Tom and Zeus, another great episode. I love hearing your commentary on all things, Paul and Gene. When I hear these guys talk, it becomes apparent to me that Gene wanted fame and fortune in order to escape poverty. But Paul wanted it in order to, quote, get back at everyone who picked on him. And now in their 70s, Gene is able to look back on his life with pride and to enjoy where he's at as his career winds down. Paul, on the other hand, seems dissatisfied with anything other than being able to say fuck you to his classmates, his parents and anyone who was ever critical of him in any way. Gene only wanted to prove to himself that he could succeed, while Paul wanted to prove it to everyone else. And it has left him hollow. Pretty sad considering what he's accomplished. Have fun on the cruise. Looking forward to hearing all about it. Then he then he signed it. America's okayest real estate agent. No, Joey, you're America's favorite real estate agent. Look, another great insight. Like the the angles that our listeners are coming at with these interviews is awesome. That's a great way to look at that interview there, Joey. Love love hearing that. Uh, and we're gonna wrap up our feedback with a comment from another Patreon supporter. And longtime fan and, and supporter of the show, Wally Vidal on Twitter. Nice. He says, Great episode, guys. I have never heard of the Paul name change origin story. Also, Shart Me will be on Origins <laughs> Volume 9. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wally, you made me and Zeus laugh which actually isn't that difficult, but you made us chuckle out loud, my friend. And for that, as well as being a longtime fan and Patreon supporter, Wally, my friend, you are the comment of the week.
3: Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you
4: think. I'm going to be watching you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Wally. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for that,
0: buddy. Yes.
2: Yeah. And uh, Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out. And that shout out goes to our Patreon members. Uh, Patreon is where people can help with the show. They make a contribution. We have four different tiers based upon the characters of Kiss. All the way starting from Catman up through the Demon tier. Uh, Anybody that comes and joins, they get some perks from us, some merch. Uh, They get involved with the show. There's tons of stuff we do with them. Uh, People that do get involved have uh, (laughs) our own little niche family of uh, stuff that we banter around. And the other great part is this month coming up will be the Patreon pick for ARC. So if you want to get involved in Patreon, help out the show. When people ask, how can we help? This is the best way. It uh, goes uh, to the show. It it helps grow the show. It goes to all sorts of stuff that we need, including equipment, including uh, support with the software, website, everything involved. All of that is much appreciated. And the show cannot continue to succeed without your support. And the Patreon family is vital. And we really appreciate it. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to our website. You'll see it in the top right. It'll say Patreon. Just click on that. It'll tell you about the different tiers if you want to sign up. Or you go to Patreon the app or patreon.com, patreo com And uh, look what uh, the tiers have and see if you're interested. And hopefully you join and come meet the great family of Shout Out Loudcast, the Patreon family.
0: Absolutely. Yep. We say it every week. You guys are the best. Zeus nailed it there with everything. Uh your support is so important to this show, to the consistency and the growth and the expansion of this show. Everything we do, uh we rely and we are so grateful for everything that you guys do for our podcast. And you guys are the best. And before we forget to say it, I want to say it now while it's on my mind. Whether you're a Patreon or not, if you're going to be on week 2 of the cruise, please let us know. Seek us out. DM us. On any of our socials or shoot us an email or go to our website and message us. We want to try to hook up with you guys, get some pictures taken and hang out and shoot the sh- shit. So, whether you're a Patreon or not, let us know if you're going to be there week two of the cruise. It's going to be a blast.
2: Yeah. Make sure you bring your shout out allows cast gear
0: on the cruise. Absolutely. Hell yes.
2: Yeah. Cause you know, we'll have it and uh, we'll hopefully connect. But again, you want to help the show. The best way to help the show is with, um, patreon Mm -hmm. tom what we do next is we jump over to kiss world
0: crickets uh yeah nothing going on everybody gearing up week one of the cruise starts uh, by the time you guys hear this episode when it drops on saturday week one of the cruise will be kicking off Uh, I'm not going to lie. Zeus and I are a little annoyed uh, because we're on social media a lot. And we know everybody's going to be posting everything. And I kind of don't want to see anything, but it's going to be kind of hard to avoid that being on Twitter and Facebook and everything as we are. So uh, we wish everyone well, safe travels and have a blast. And we can't wait to get there for week two, but not much going on in the world of Kiss. Just prep for the cruise. However, we did hear from one of our little birdies who provides us with some uh, inside behind the scenes Kiss news. And I'm not going to give the source away in case this doesn't prove to be true. But I just want to let you guys know a reliable source has provided us with some information that the next off the soundboard has been postponed. Um, As we've said before, they usually release one every quarter. Last one came out in September. uh, So we were expecting another one around December end of 2022. Apparently, it's been postponed. And that's because of uh, the push for the Creatures box set in November. And the Kiss Alive 2 45th anniversary merch, which is supposed to be dropping sometime this month. Uh, they don't want to saturate the market apparently with that. That's what we're hearing. Uh again, can't guarantee that what we're saying is true. It makes but this sense. is
3: it yeah, this sense.
0: is this is the word on the street. And uh, and to add to that, the word on the street was also that the next off the ensemble was going to include some acoustic stuff, including potentially some stuff from the cruise. So we'll see if maybe that drops in January. Um and we'll see if uh if our little birdie is correct. But uh I trust this person. So uh we will see. So that's what we got. A lot lot of stuff coming here in the fall for KISS, so it's okay if they take a couple months off with the next off the soundboard.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm anxious to see what's coming up. But I, I agree with the philosophy of just hold off. There's too much shit out there. Me too. no, no need. Don't rush yep. the next one just to throw something out. Yep. People can wait. There's plenty of stuff out there right now that we can get into. So, uh, Wait the only a minute. Other thing-
0: Are you saying that we're not going to sell something? <laughs> That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. The only other thing I was going to say is uh, Paul's been uh, vocal about his anti-Kanye shit recently. Oh, geez. Yeah. About the anti-Semitic remarks. And he's out there vocalizing that. He recently put a photo up about them practicing and rehearsing. Hopefully it's of them to rehearse new songs for the cruise. Right. That's mm. what we all want. You mm. never know. Mm. But uh, that's that's what he put a pick up of uh, Gene. What has Gene been doing? Let me think.
0: Gene Simmons. Yeah, Paul. I, I want to go back to what you said about Paul's tweet, because he used some interesting language. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was it was funny because he said. Rehearsal today, bringing out the good stuff. All right, Love Gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one's called Shout It Out Loud. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't know. We'll man. see. We'll see. Yeah,
2: uh, we'll find out soon enough. And uh, <laughs> just another little quick thing. I don't even know if oh. it was. it's not news, but uh, so I saw the photo of Ace driving. So we had to put it on social media. But he was driving a fucking U-Haul. Why? 70. I didn't notice it. I think it was America's favorite uh, realtor that said, hey, uh, why is he driving a U-Haul? I got a call from Rachel. She told me to pick up all the shit in the fucking U-Haul. That's I had I'm my bodyguard with it. Let's go grab her shit and get, get the fuck out of here.
0: She's posted pictures of all these exotic pieces of furniture. Let's go fucking grab them.
2: I've got to go grab some of my cassette tapes. I heard she's selling them for top dollar. <laughs>
0: I forgot about that. Remember, <laughs> she was selling ba- literal bags of cassettes.
2: <laughs> oh, this is Ace. Who knows what's on it? You want it for $12,000?
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking audio of him the first time he learned how to ski. Like, great. Thanks for that. Like, the fuck? How,
2: how do I plug this in?
0: ace never the gift that keeps on giving oh oh man
2: anyway all right well tom before we move on to the topic let me go uh, grab myself a diet pop because i gotta watch my girlish figure
3: the starbucks pistachio latte will transport you to your happy place the comforting flavor of pistachio warm espresso and milk all with a brown buttery topping Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app.
0: All right, we're back. I just saw Ace, poor bastard. He accidentally put diesel in the U-Haul, so now he doesn't know how he's going to get home because the freaking truck won't start. Well, I just grabbed the green handle. I thought green meant go. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well, I still want to know the background of that story. <laughs> what are you? What's he doing? He's no stopping through the tolls.
2: No nothing. No nothing. He's doing fucking wheelies. Fucking flying. <laughs> <laughs> and say you popping Willies I'm not even gonna pull your license. Hey, we're off to a bad start. Well, Tom, uh the destroyer box that came out last year. Mm-hmm. We got it. We uh we didn't do a destroyer the album uh review yet, but we did break down the box set itself, all the goodies, everything that was included, and we went through it. Mm-hmm. But now we have an opportunity to go through the disc yeah and this too is made up of demos
0: yeah it's interesting too cuz it's kind of how like they break it down like the first five are the Paul Stanley demos and then the rest of them are the Gene Simmons demos and we love demos or at least i do because i love hearing the origins of a song that became a kiss song or demos that became nothing and you wonder why because they sound fantastic on their own um so i always love digging into demos and as we know kiss has a absolute shitload of them um i will say this you guys know that i'm like a big vinyl nerd um i already had th- this all these demos so that so disc two on the box that has 15 demos like i said they're listed as the f- first five are considered paul stanley demos the remaining 10 are gene simmons demos I had a vinyl um, from a couple of years ago, actually. It's, a, it's it's a bootleg. If you guys are out there, they probably have it under a couple different titles. The one I have is actually called First I Drink, Then I Smoke. That's the title of it. And uh, it's the unreleased 1975 Magna Graphics Studio Demos. And it's on vinyl and it's 15 songs. And they're in the exact same order as the order on disc two of the box set. So clearly that that's that's how they were recorded um the vinyl that i have does not list detroit rock city on the sleeve but it's on it so the same 15 songs same 15 uh order everything um so this this is out there the quality on this on this bootleg i have is actually really good it's really good um but the interesting thing and we'll talk about this is that the logo that they put on the back zeus i'm holding this up right now the logo that they put on the back of the bootleg is the logo that you find inside the rock and roll over vinyl it's actually the logo that's in the corners of the rock and roll over which is funny because we'll get into this some of these demos ended up on rock and roll over not a lot of them ended up on destroyer we'll get into that but um just i'm sure everybody anybody out there other bootleg people are aware that these demos existed in in a, in a previous form but i just thought it was interesting that they existed in this exact same order Uh, So that's probably how they were recorded and how it exists out there.
2: Okay. So uh, disc one is obviously the album remastered. Disc two is the demos. Disc three is the outtakes and alternate versions. Disc four is the live concert in Paris in 76. And then you got the Blu-ray, which was the Blu-ray is the, uh, the remixed version done by what's the guy's name again tom
0: steven wilson it's the dolby atmos uh mixed version it's a blu-ray audio so you actually have to play it on a blu-ray player you can't play it on a cd player i actually played it on my playstation it's actually kind of cool because when you play it you get like the cover the cover art of destroyers on the screen and then you hear the audio so you can't play it on a regular cd player so it's a weird format because it's blu-ray audio you need a blu-ray player to hear it not a not a cd player but uh it it does sound good but I mean, I, I like to consider myself kind of an audio guy, but I can't really tell the difference with the Dolby Atmos. You know?
2: Yeah, this guy though that did is supposedly the most sought after guy. He does all of them that anybody wants to get at this sound. I I don't know. Fuck yeah,
4: whatever. Yeah. Yep.
2: But for our purposes, uh, we're gonna go through the tracks. We're gonna listen to them, discuss, and then we're gonna rank them like we always do. Yep. And some of these tracks are familiar. We'll play them again because they were on the box set. Mm -hmm. So let's go through track number one. Here you go.
0: don't you hesitate we know this one because it was on the box set that they released uh we've talked about this before we love it uh one of the demos that never actually became anything just a standalone demo that i think is a fantastic fucking song and it's a shame it never became anything uh but you guys have heard don't you hesitate before and i'm pretty sure most kiss fans think it's pretty cool
2: don't you hesitate it's written by paul stanley and this is one of the first five that's attributed to paul this was Mm -hmm. on as tom said the box set Disc two, I loved it then. I love it now. It is fucking awesome. It's uh, we discussed this in when we broke down the box at Disc two, it's a rarity in that the whole band played on the demo. And, and if you know anything about the Kiss demos, that's usually not the case. Yep. Uh, this these I should say these because m- most all uh were written at uh, Magna Graphic Studios, and that's when they p- did all these demos. Uh, the It was written after Dress to Kill, but like a lot of these, they didn't fit the Destroyer sound and what Bob Ezrin was going for.
0: Yeah, the, the, these demos, they were recorded in August of 75, and you could tell by the sound of them that they just they weren't they weren't built for Destroyer. And we'll get into what albums they were built for, but c- clearly you could tell that it wasn't they were just weren't what 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 Ezrin wanted
2: yeah these are a lot of the earlier kiss sounds or maybe rock and roll over but not destroyer um and it's too bad i love peter's groove on this that rattling thing that noise that it makes for oh i know i love that like that predator sound that we talked about prior before yep uh the bass line is great Boom, boom 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 oh it's awesome uh and i love the lyrics we can catch a train to FLA. Paul is just, I don't know. he He's in a zone on this. This song just rocks.
0: I don't know how this did not become something, whether a solo album or a rock and roll overcut or something. It, I don't get it.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, Paul wanted to add horns on this for some reason. Thank God he never did. But that little quick solo, and then it goes right back into that bass Groovy line, and then that awesome. rattling thing takes off again. It's like almost like a better version of Strutter. The song is just fucking cool as hell. Yep. Love Don't You Hesitate? Love it. Let's go to track number two.
0: So this is the famous God of Thunder original version that Paul sang very fast paced. Uh, We all know the story of Bob Ezrin hearing it and be like, yeah, no, this is going to Gene and we're going to slow it down. Um, I love this version. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm not going to say it's better than the Gene version. I think it's fucking awesome. I remember the first time I played this. I talk about my son a lot because we listen to a lot of music. I remember the first time I played, he was blown away. He's like, Dad, this is awesome. He said the same thing. I don't know if it's better than the Gene version, but this is really, really awesome. Um, Of course, the little rock and roll. They still had some of that Wicked Lester falsetto shit that shows up in some of these demos. Um, It's got a cool little mini solo in it. Um, I I think this is awesome I love it It's tough because of what it became the, the iconic Demon song But I think this is a really awesome version
2: The thing that's funny about this is This is called God of Thunder and Rock and Roll
0: That's right, not, you're right Not
2: yeah. not God of Thunder
0: That's right, that, that is the official yeah. title Yep.
2: And as Tom said, written by Paul Stanley Paul does all the guitars and bass Gene helps out in some of the vocals And J.R. Smalling, who does a lot of the drums On these demos Yep, I love this faster version. God of Thunder works well either way. I just think it's almost like a different version. It's a different song. Totally. And if you think of the, oh, God of Thunder is Gene and God of Thunder and Rock and Roll is Paul's, you can have both songs and it can still work. I'm not a fan of the girly choruses. and rock and roll. They love
0: that wicked, that wicked Lester falsetto shit. They love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We we've talked about this before and that was because this was on box set disc two as well. Uh, We make love till we bleed
0: Tom. Yeah. Well, of course who doesn't.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I, I talked about the story of Gene Simmons in the, menstrual breath he had as peter tells in his books one of the most disgusting stories i've ever heard so
0: gross oh (laughs) man
2: nasty
0: oh Uh, brutal
2: yeah uh i love the i love the lyrics when he says be you ancient or newborn
0: come on yeah oh i love it for me
2: and neil dude those are great fucking
0: lyrics. And Paul sounds kind of badass in this song. Yes! Like he sounds like he's really like commanding the song.
2: He's got a fucking harem of women and he's just like yeah. Yeah. And the tone on the guitar is awesome. It's awesome. I love that tone. I love it. And on the solo it's just.
0: The solo's awesome.
2: Yeah and we talked about this before how Paul became pissed at Ezrin and typical Paul fashion He's gotta. He's gotta let people know who's in charge, who's the boss. Yep. You know, Gene never does that, but this is Paul's way of saying he's like, "Yeah, it became Gene's signature song, but I wrote it." Oh God. Like, oh yeah, you you know your signature song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that,
0: not you. Exactly.
2: Why? Do you just? Why do you think?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't
2: know, Doctor Tom.
0: Yeah, there it is. (laughs) All
2: right. Track number
0: three. Okay, so the disc two titles this one, It's the Fire. Now, the bootleg that I have that I referred to has the title listed as It Ain't the City Smoke That Burns You. That's the title. No. I've seen titles,
2: I've seen titles of it called It's the Smoke. It's the Smoke,
0: it's the It's the Fire. Okay. I think this is awesome. Now I'm gonna say this more than once, but I'll say it for the first time here. There's a lot of songs on these demos this one including that all feel like Mr. Speed is trapped inside of it somewhere. <laughs> this is one of them. I think I love this. I think this is catchy as hell. A lot of these are real catchy, which is what, like you said that they're not on D- Destroyer was not an album that had catchy songs. Rock and roll over had catchy songs. Love Gun had catchy songs. Um I think this is really cool. I think this it's the the vocal, the the chorus is kind of cool. Uh, You know, when they're singing, it's the fire. I I just think. And then there's like those effects as they're playing. Really cool song. I I like this one a lot. I wish this became something.
2: Yeah. um, It's the fire, Paul Stanley. I had the same thing in the notes. It's like a slowed down version of Mr. Speed. I fucking love this groove. Yep. Uh, Paul sings the line. I treat her like I treat a man.
0: Whoa. What? say what <laughs> what, what say do you doing? What? <laughs> you
2: treat it like you treat a man what's that all about uh yeah uh, i know i like the lead fills and that fuzz that rattle airplane kind of i don't know what the fuck they're using a flanger or something there Yeah, whatever yep. that is it fucking works you know me i'm a sucker for noises and sirens and shit yeah. and kiss songs yep. so this works for me uh and just the, the chorus is just cool It ain't the smoke that burns you. It's the fire. I love that little chorus. Uh, The guitar solo is great. Nice little quick one. Perfect. Right back into the song. And then the noise from 302 to the 311 mark.
0: Yep. It's so cool.
2: (laughs) Whatever that (laughs) fucking noise is, it rocks. It makes the sound work. Uh, The guitar fills on the outro are just fantastic. I just put down at the end of this, man, Paul's so fucking awesome. Yep. I don't awesome. say that
0: often, but he can God. write a fucking song. He can Damn write it. a hook. He can write Paul a whole
2: Stanley is so fucking cool sometimes. And that song is so fucking awesome. What a job. And this yeah. is out there. So I am not, we we're kiss fans. We're got a kiss podcast. We do our shit, right? Mm-hmm. I never get into like, oh, let me dig online to find every little thing that anything's ever been out there about Kiss and any demos. I never listened to the song before. I never heard it. Yeah, And I'm sure I could have. Not very mm-hmm. difficult. I've had a hard drive of all sorts of Kiss shit that I got years ago. I, I mean, I, I probably should go through it. <laughs> it's just what the fuck, dude? There's so much stuff. I'd rather be piecemealed stuff like discovered on a box set like this and be like, oh shit, I had this all along. Fucking love it. Yep. Love it, man. Love this song. All right. Track number four.
0: Well, this one's interesting. This is Detroit Rock City. But this is the I have it written down. This is a faster, more frenetic version of the song. It's definitely not the reigned in version that appeared on destroy The lyrics are a little bit different at times. That being said, I fucking love it. It's it obviously it's not better than the legendary original studio Detroit Rock City. I think this is wild. Paul the way it's like and it doesn't like stop it just keeps going and Paul's vocals are just like like it's just awesome and then then there's like the little breakdown with the guitars like noodling and stuff I think this version is incredible it shows you how different Kiss can be when they choose to be that they're not you know that you just come off the heels of a, of a real catchy kind of beatly pop song like it's the fire and then it's like then you get this version of DRC which is just crazy um I I had never heard I mean I had never heard it before I got the the bootleg that I have but um I didn't know this was existed and I, I think it's awesome.
2: So Detroit Rock City another Paul track. So you you basically get what was Destroyer before Ezrin got a hold of it. Exactly. There's a I mean the blueprint is there for Detroit Rock City. The yep. chorus is the chorus. It, it's right. there. It's all written there and the and 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 all there that's Paul there. However, the you know, the intro being dead on, the lyrics are different, but the is different in the beginning. Yes, it is. Right? Yep. It, that, yep. and it, and it just after he sings the first line, he keeps going. So right. it changes the whole melody. That's the Detroit rock city that we all know. Yep. it's more straight ahead rock and roll uh than the epic that eventually becomes. Uh, the design of the song I put is pretty much there. Uh, obviously, it's pre Ezrin. The guitar is pretty cool on this, and the solo is pretty cool in the end. And it's only like two two minutes and twenty seconds.
0: Yep. So it's a a quick hit.
2: Yeah, and you could totally see Ezra taking this and be like, "Wow, you have something here." There's a little bit of the story, a little bit. It's like Paul just getting ready to rock, and then they change it into the epic breakdown story. A tragedy of the drinking and driving and getting to an accident, going to a kiss concert.
3: Uh, it
0: shows you the brilliance of both Paul and Bob Ezrin and how when you put two guys like that together, you come up with Detroit Rock City, arguably their greatest song. I mean, it's it's amazing. What
2: I like is that we have two versions. Oh, yeah. Me and too. I wish like anything they did with Bob is this is our stuff pre Bob. This is post Bob. Exactly. And you can be like, you know what? I like both. Yeah. I'm glad there's both versions of this. This is a good good version. I didn't have. All this shit, Tom, I didn't have. Other than the things that were on the box set, I didn't have any of these. These were all new to me.
0: Nice. That's good. That's exciting when that happens.
2: Absolutely. The last track credited to Paul is track number five.
0: Love is all right. So this is when you kind of really get into like what's considered like a demo there's, there's a, there's a rhythm, there's a melody. The, the, the lyrics are just, you know, it's all right. It's all right. Love. It's so there's really no song, but you could see that there's a, there's a, a foundation for a song that never became, obviously this song never turned into anything. Um, But you can see that this is like a real kind of like a, reminds me of like just being in like a rehearsal studio and just jamming with a with a groove and kind of a, a chordal pattern that Paul really enjoyed um it I mean I think the the guts are there for this to have become something it didn't um but I think this is like this is like a real demo you know like kind of like just a practice like jam thing it's cool it sounds cool but it's not really a song
2: love is all right Paul Stanley exactly Tom it's a slow plotting song. Uh, and seems more of a song that would be on a gene demo than a Paul demo.
0: I kind of agree. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. The thing about Paul, when he does demos, they're pretty much finished songs. Yes. Okay. This is a rarity. This yeah. is like the songwriters that kind of uh scat over lyrics and like try to find a melody. Blah, blah, blah. So he keeps singing the, the lyric, the same way. It's all right. It's all right. Like, I feel like this is something uh, a, uh, a Don Felder or an Ace comes into or Peter comes into a band. He's like, hey, I have this. All right. What can we do with it? it? Let me. Yep. I can take this. I can take the hook. I can take the chorus and I'll come up with this.
0: Yep. But exactly.
2: And that's not what Paul usually does. So it's a little strange to hear this. It's incomplete. If anything, it's like a Nirvana song. Where Nirvana yeah. has like can do a song where there's like four four lyrics in the whole yep. song, and yep. they can still put it out, and you're like, oh yeah, I like that song. You exactly. Mean, you mean that rhythm where he just says three words? Yeah. Yep. Same and thing over, over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know the version they do of "Here She Comes," Nirvana. It's always on the box sets and bootlegs. So, I mean, "Here She Comes Down," now "Here She Comes Down." She oh yeah yeah, down.
0: yeah, 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 yes. Yep. Yep. That. that and yep.
2: Just repeats it. The same thing over
0: and over again. That's yeah.
2: what it seems like It's love. It's, all, it's right. all right,
0: and so he's it's, like
2: almost like thinking things in his head, and the smoke. But I like the vibe. Like, what I is like, the lit? Yeah, it's a uh, groovy little. Tune. It's like
0: bow, bow bow. I like it. I think it's cool. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a true demo, in my opinion. Yep. So
2: let's now switch over, and we'll go to the gene tracks. Yep. And this is the first one.
0: So this is Bad, Bad Lovin'. We knew this one. This was on the box set. This is fantastic. This became Callin' Dr. Love. Uh, you could tell here that there's, it's like, two different songs in one. It's Callin' Dr. Love, and then there's another song. Like, it's almost like two songs are, like, jammed together here. Um, great vibe, great groove. I mean, it became Callin' Dr. Love. Um, you know, and we've heard it before, but I still think it sounds pretty kick-ass.
2: Yeah, so this is done by Gene. I uh, Apparently, on some of these, I, the information that I have is Gene plays all the instruments on this.
0: Yeah, on his demos, he kind of almost, they're almost all him. It was kind of hard to find information on that. If but-
2: anything, yeah, J.R. Smalling might play drums, and that's y- yeah. what I get. Yeah. Yeah, so Bad Bad Lovin', obviously Dr. Love. Uh, no doubt about it, baby. I like that. <laughs> During the breakdown, then it goes right to the drums. Uh, the guitar is actually pretty cool, and it's raw. I like yeah. the lead and the fills. Uh, the lyrics are just stupid. Oh, yeah. It Won't make me feel like a clown. Like, yeah, not good. Dude, those are ace lyrics. <laughs> I don't you know. Got Paul lyrics, you got Gene lyrics,
0: Peter lyrics, Peter's better, Peter's better than Ace. And
2: then you got, hey, what's wrong with being glad and sad?
0: Exactly. I don't know.
2: <laughs> That's bad, bad loving. Let's go to the next track.
3: But
0: So, man of a thousand faces. So, obviously, this makes its way onto Gene's solo album, which kind of makes me laugh because, like these these demos are recorded. Ezrin's like, yeah, fuck no, and Paul's probably like, yeah, fuck no. Like, like, like this this got two strikes, and Gene's like, fine, I'll take it, and put it on my solo album. This ain't gonna make a freaking Kiss album. Um, I I, I like this. I think this. I think the effects are kind of cool. I think Gene's vocal tone is a little bit different here this is a lot more like kind of atmospheric there's like definitely some cool effects going on because the the version that appears on its 78 solo album is much more straightforward i like this i mean i'm not a big fan of the song in general either version but i like how this is just kind of kind of crazy like i said atmospheric kind of has like a little bit of some weird stuff going on there but i just think it's funny how it's like oh yeah this ain't going on a kiss album gene you could put this in your pocket and save it till 1978
2: yeah where you see uh, quality and quantity the difference between them
0: absolutely yeah
2: so man of a thousand faces Gene Simmons ends up on his solo album and this is the intro how many of these songs are you like oh that sums that becomes this Gene will take shit and bring it all fucking albums later years later and you'll. I think still it's a good
0: it. song I think the chorus is ridiculous but I think it's a I think it's, gonna, oh, it's I, a
2: cool song I take the opposite approach I think the chorus is catchy and fun oh really okay man. okay of a thousand faces. Who's the man? <laughs> you love that. part. Lo- so stupid. I like it. Of a thousand faces. <laughs> yeah. The man of a thousand. Uh, Gene does everything. Ace does guitar on this, supposedly, and J.R. Smalling. I uh, do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I played on it, too? Where's my check? <laughs> uh, groovy little opening. The lyrics are still very, very pedestrian. Uh, yeah. I, the chorus is even more repetitive. But who's the man? <laughs> yep. Just funny. Nice little solo by Ace. Very long outro. The outro goes on and on. It goes but on the, and on. Yeah, but yes. there is no gene
0: pod. I'm the man. Uh, that's I? what I love about the 78 version. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, I like that yep. too, but it's not yep. here on this one.
4: Yep.
0: All right. Let's go to the
2: next track.
3: <laughs>
0: So this is, I don't want no romance, which became ladies room, uh, another rock and roll over track and God, that the, the, the wicked Lester falsetto.
3: Come on, baby. Let's take a chance.
0: (laughs) What do you? Why were they obsessed with that? There's terrible. I mean, thank God this became ladies room because ladies room is one of my all time favorite kiss songs, especially the alive two version fucking kicks ass. So that's what I mean. When you see the, you see these demos, you're like, this is horrendous. And then when you, when you tweak it and you take care of it and fix it, it becomes fucking ladies room. This is, this is the only thing I like about this is seeing what it became because this is, this is a funny, this is a funny one. This is not good.
2: Uh, I don't want no romance, Gene Simmons. Obviously, the bass in the beginning is ladies' room, and yeah. then you said it. I have it writing quotes. Come on, baby. Let oh let my
3: god, care. so
2: bad. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of maracas and like shakers in Gene's tracks.
0: You notice She's that? into Malacca, she's into Malaccas, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's into maracas. maracas.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of that on all his tracks. I, I mean, I like the Gene voices using that Gene uh uh beatles type voice yeah
0: it's good yeah that's good he can pull that off very well
2: romance yeah come on baby let's take a chance (laughs) what are you
3: doing (laughs) terrible
2: oh all right let's go to track number nine
0: up with fever another one where they were like fuck this song you could <laughs> you could you save this for your 78 solo album that being said i love this version first of all i love i love the the finished version on the 78 soul i think this one's really cool i think the the again the effects kind of like man of a thousand phase mm-hmm. it's slower it's more moody it's almost borderline like demonic compared to the finished version that appeared in 78 I think this one's really cool. I like the effects and I like just there's a vibe to this song that was kind of lost in translation. And I, I, I do like this version a lot, but it just makes me laugh when these demos are recorded in 75 and everyone's like, nah, and Paul's like, nah, <laughs> you can hold on to this one, baby. I will. Okay. Burning
2: up with fever. Gene Simmons. Gene does everything supposedly, and J.R. Smallin does the drums. I put the same I put this as like a Wicked Lester type version again. Yeah. Of Some of song. it, yes. Yep. Uh, I, the bass is all up front. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's a more stripped down version of more rock and roll than the gospel tinged.
0: <laughs> oh, there. Oh, hey, we're on we're on record, or at least I, I like Gene's solo album. Oh,
3: so I, do I. I. I mean,
0: I know people so kill I. that. I know people kill that album, but I I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And I like
2: Gene saying, the fever's burning inside me, baby. You've got
0: wait a minute, fire shoot out your dick.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me get you're getting a burning sensation <laughs> when you urinate. Uh, no, no, fire <laughs> shoot out my dick. <laughs>
2: Let me get this straight. You got a burning sensation when you <laughs> urinate?
0: No. <laughs> I wonder if that's what this is about.
2: <laughs> uh, no. But the soul is actually pretty cool on this one. Let's go to song number 10.
0: of this fucking song I oh my god too. I, first of all rock and rolls Royce now this is funny because correct me if I'm wrong and our listeners can go way way back when we did our rock and roll over album review yes. we threw in some demos and we I thought at the time that this was a demo written for rock and roll over so mm-hmm. here's another song written in 75 that doesn't make it under destroyer and it becomes love them leave them on rock and roll over it's the again, the chorus. What do you rock and rolls Royce? Stop with like the little jokes.
3: Like, what do <laughs> you do?
0: Like, what you do you But I'm telling you, when I first heard this, and all of a sudden, yeah, you hit hello, baby. I'm like, <laughs> fucking love that. Um, I love that became Love and Leave Him, which is a song that I love, <laughs> but what the. F- Fuck, rock and roll, relax, Gene, with the little jokey lyrics. <laughs> rock and roll, Roy's, hello, baby. <laughs> you got, you got, you got what I need.
2: <laughs> I <see. laughs> uh version of love them and leave them I put the whole old baby pot included. <laughs> uh it's a slowed down version. Uh, check with me; it's all right. Put you in, and there's a little when it begins right before the beginning of the chorus. It sounds like see you in your dreams. As well, yeah, as yeah, love yeah. Leave them. yeah, yeah, there's as a little bit,
0: yeah, it's all right, yep. The chorus is so, we- the- yeah, the chorus is so weird on this because the song's going in one direction, it's almost like bad, bad Lovin'. The song is going in one direction, all of a sudden, you just like just shift gears and yeah. start singing rock and rolls it's because Royce.
2: the melody's a little bit, the lyrics are there, but the melody's different from what we're used to, yeah. So, yeah. we're thinking it's love them, leave them, but it's not going the same melody, right? Um, the cowbells all over this. It just, I read where it says that Gene, the, the demo of Drive Me Wild and part of the guitar structure that went into Sweet Pain and the chorus riff that would end up being used in Burn, Bitch, Burn. Oh,
0: okay. Like, like wow. Really? What? Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um,
2: Rock and Rolls Royce. It's just so been dumb. Just, it's just been out there in the kiss. Like w- universe for yeah, a that's, This, this, this one but now accessible. it's finally On a kiss official release Yeah you get yeah. to talk about it Yep so Let's go to the next track
0: So, Mad Dog, everybody knows this from the box set. It's a great Gene song. It never really became anything except for that guitar part that eventually made its way into Flaming Youth. But the song itself didn't become anything, which, again, just like Don't You Hesitate. How, how did Rock and Rolls Royce become a song? <laughs> but Mad Dog didn't. I mean, and again, I I love Love them and Leave them on Rock and Roll Over. But uh, I, the fact that Mad Dog is just left out in the nether world and never became anything is—I don't get it. I don't know. I think it's awesome. I love it.
2: Mad Dog, Gene Simmons track. Ace supposedly does the guitar. J.L. Small on the drum. Gene does bass and rhythm guitar. Ezrin liked the riff, but not the song. And that riff becomes Flaming Youth. Dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. dun, dun, dun yep. Mad Dog. You love it, please, uh. I love Mad Dog the Gene voice. That is oh, yeah, a human yeah, yeah. voice,
3: Mad, mad
2: Dog. Dog. And uh, yeah, Ace does a good job on the solo as well. It's a fun mid-tempo song. I, yeah. I, I like it. I, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. I love Mad Dog. We were when we discussed this on the box set. We were like Boon's Farm, like thinking <laughs> Mad Dog is some sort of mad, like awful drink or something.
0: It I is funny know. though. Again, we said it before, but the genius of Ezra in that he takes that slow down main riff, and then just says, "I like that," and just speeds it up and turns it into into what becomes part of Flaming Youth." My
2: uniform is leather. Oh,
0: God, stop! <laughs> Man, I can't <laughs> wait. My I power can't, I,
2: is my age.
0: I cannot wait until we get to the actual <laughs> review of the Destroyer album. Are
2: you getting it together to break <laughs> out your cage?
0: It's so bad. I'm a flaming youth, Tom. <laughs> I, I, I can't. My, my parents think I'm crazy. Okay. Oh, oh, you're so, oh, mad dog. Oh, my parents think I'm crazy. Okay, <laughs> okay,
3: relax. All man.
2: right, settle down, night boy. <laughs>
0: happening here (laughs) okay i'll start with the good i like the weird like melody rhythmic stuff that's going on here i like it now the, the lyrics here this becomes in some roundabout way it becomes sweet pain yeah yeah um what what is the chorus? I'll be your night boy. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's such a weird song that I find myself enjoying it because I'm like, like even even during the verses. Yeah, it's murder in high heels. Murder. Uh, yeah, because Gene's vocal tone is so weird when he's singing the verses. And then that chorus comes in he's like... I'll be your night boy. Does that just mean you're just going to get just slapped around by the dominatrix all night? I, Cause I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'll be your night boy. Ooh. Okay. But Settle I mean, down. it's, it's, it's entertaining because it's something that I've never heard before.
2: Yeah. Uh, night boy, Gene Simmons. I, I think before this came out, it was going around on the internet as night fly or something like that.
0: That's yeah. Well, thank you because I meant to add that on my bootleg vinyl that I have. It's called Nightfly, and then in parentheses, best one.
2: Yeah, it's just...
0: Nightfly is what I have. There's different
2: versions of this going around. It's basically the Sweet Pain lyrics. And the funny thing is, like, they changed the uh, initial first couple verses instead of Gene describing himself with the leather being tight around him and his whip beside him. He's saying that about the
0: girl. Yeah, your leather That's right. And
2: you've got the whip beside you. And I guess Gene is the night boy. I think Tony may end up being our night boy on the cruise. It reminds me of him being the piss boy from <laughs> history of the world. Piss boy over here. Night boy.
0: Oh man.
2: And then there's a lot of the shaker going on it.
0: Big time in this one. Yes. Yep, yes.
2: Yep. Uh the riff is a little bit though, a little Dr. Love riff in it. Nah,
0: nah, nah. I'm uh, telling you, almost uh, th- that's why when you list, if you didn't know anybody, you would think that this is a demo album for rock and roll over i mean obviously with the exception of detroit rock city and god of thunder because all this stuff is not destroyer material
2: yeah uh, he he sings you can ride on my back all day
0: what what are you selling gene
2: settle down night boy yeah it's got a nice little groovy bass line the solo is pretty cool but is it ace doing the solo or is it dick wagner
0: yeah exactly i don't know
2: pain right
0: exactly yep
2: all right You might be a star, Tom, because that's the next track.
0: I might be a what? Star. Exactly. Star. And now my bootleg has it titled I'm a star. Not baby I'm a star by Prince. Yeah. All right. So here's the so here's the thing about this. I think this is fucking awesome. I I think this is such a weird beat. It's got such a weird shuffling. It's not a it's not your standard beat. It, it, it's like a weird time signature that's going on here first of all the opening lyrics i got more money than i need yeah that's and, not true he does and, not have more money than he oh needs. my god he needs I, more money i think i don't know i like this song it's so weird and it's so unique and i know that we give shit to gene because he throws a bunch of shit up against the wall to see what sticks Paul on the other hand everything he writes is well crafted and what I think this just really shows that when Gene wants to be creative he can be that create creative it might not be great but I find this one really unique I think it's interesting I I, I like I enjoy this one a lot star
2: written by Gene Simmons it says like I saw someone who was recorded with Paul. JR. Smiling on drum and Gene does everything else. This is a little like a vocal effect on Gene's uh, yeah. uh, on his performance. There's right? a little, there's there's a little there's effect th- on it.
0: There's a little bit of reverb and something else I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: And the bass is like up front. A lot of these Gene demos have the bass is loud and up front which I like. Yep. Uh, we talked about it was circulated as I'm a star. Yes, that's what I have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a red hot shooting star. That's what like he says, it. he is. I think it's pretty uh, cool. But
0: <laughs> what?
2: At the 225 mark. Uh-oh. What is that jerky boy's? Uh oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> he sounds like when Saul cut his hand off the fucking chainsaw. Oh uh, uh, are you okay, sir? Oh, uh, don't uh, you become so troublesome uh,
0: towards me. Uh <laughs> Speaking uh, of effects, I also like the other effects. So it's like, ah. it's like, is I can't tell if that's him or if that's like an effect. Like I will it's, say
2: the, way the weirdness of it and the singing and the tone, everything, it's almost like a sister song to almost human.
0: Oh, it's if this song, that's a great point, because if this song got cleaned up by Ezrin or Eddie Kramer for rock and roll over a love gun, this, this could have been turned into a definite demon style song like almost right? human because it's yeah, kind of like, weird it's, watching you kind of like yeah it's a dark weird song uh, it's something
2: off about it yeah which, which makes it interesting yep I agree all right yep all right let's go to the next track
0: Howlin' For Your Love. How the fuck did this not become a song? Uh, This is incredible from start to finish. Now, this is why I love Gene. He writes weird shit like Night Boy and Star and then comes out with a fucking banger right here. Howlin' For Your Love. I love the groove of this. It's fantastic. Then in the second chorus, the tambourine joint comes in. This has such a catchy fucking groove, and it's weird to hear Gene writing something that's legit. This sounds like a Paul song because it's got that it's got that really upbeat verse chorus pop sound to it. it again, comes from the same family uh, as as a Mr. Speed type song. You know, kind of reminds me of something that would be um, it's the fire. You know, that we talked about. But I, I think this song is just I I just I don't understand how this song didn't become something.
2: Howling For Your Love, Gene Simmons. Somewhere I saw that Binky Phillips played on this or something. Okay. I do Okay. Group, no name. I have no idea. But if I didn't know any better, I would say, oh, this is uh, the track on uh, Classic 78 that
0: we just heard, right? Exa- Thank you. Yes. Sounds like them. It
2: yep. sounds just like they would be on
0: that album. Yep. Perfect. It's awesome. This
2: is a very Gene Beatles type catchy pop tune. Uh, yep. I agree. Right. Almost yep. a little bit howling for your love, a little almost human demon type song, but not terrorizing, but how like he's playing the character again, like
0: the character of like the wolf, the werewolf, like the monster, creature, the monster. Yeah. yeah. Yep,
2: simple song, strutter like. I put decent solo, almost a little bit lady in waiting. Love the bass on this.
0: The uh, main I, riff, the main riff is so goddamn poppy and catchy. I think it's so cool sounding.
2: Okay. So the guitar fills are pretty cool, especially on the outro. If you yep. listen to the first opening, uh, 10 seconds of the riff opening up. Y- yeah. Yeah. You know what that is? That sounds just like Unchained by Van Halen.
0: Dan, Dan,
2: Dan, 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 dan.
0: Okay. I could see. I could see that. Okay. Turn up the distortion, make it a little louder. Yep. Okay. And do it faster. It sounds yep. like Unchained. Okay. Okay.
2: Eddie Van Halen obviously was a Kiss fan. That's you right. never know.
0: That's right. You
2: never yep. know. That's well, right. Tom, let's get to the last track. i
0: Confessions. So that makes three songs from these demos that everyone was like, Get the fuck out of here. Throw these on your solo album. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Gene. (laughs) He's, I mean, I, I look, I've already said I like Gene's solo album. True Confessions, it's okay. I like this version of it. Again, the raw demo version, it's slower, got some of the effects on it and stuff. All the demo versions of the songs that eventually made it onto a solo album. I think they're sounding very cool. I'm a Gene guy, so I kind of eat up everything that he does because I think it's just awesome. This is this is cool. I like it just because it's it's raw sounding. It's not the cleaned up polished version that we see later on. Uh, slower, different vibe to it, but I, I do like it.
2: Yeah, I, I love uh, Gene's solo album. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. fun. Yep. It, it's not a Kiss album. It's a Gene solo album. True Confessions by Gene. It doesn't obviously have the true confession.
0: Which is why this version's better.
2: That's all, That's all, all I'm asking, asking for. for. See? Yep. And he does his like little, ooh. ooh. Uh, yeah. Gene does everything, supposedly, in J.R. Small on the drum on this one. Love the loud bass in this, all up in front. And the bass yep. is up front. On a lot of these. The little shake of maracas going again. Awesome. The guitar solo and the outro is pretty cool. I like this version. I always liked the song. It's a catchy tune.
4: Yep, I agree. Yeah.
2: So I look at it this way, Tom. Of the Gene tracks, eight of his ten tracks end up as songs somewhere else. The only ones I would say don't is Howling For Your Love, which is a shame, and Star. Right, the lyrics aren't anywhere else, and the melody isn't really anywhere else. They do have some similarities, and as both of them could have been like a sister song of "Almost Human" or "Watching You," uh, but those are the or "Ladies in Waiting" I had in Strutter, like. But yep. those are the only two. Everything else, if you go down the list, "Bad Bad Lovin," "Doctor Love," "Man of a Thousand Faces" on the solo. I don't want no romance. Ladies' room. Burning up the fever. The the solo album. Rock and Rolls Royce. The lyrics that's love them and leave them. Mad dog that ends up on flaming youth. Night boy. <laughs> that's uh sweet pain. Then star. You have nothing. Holland for you. Love nothing. And true confessions. Solo album. That's right. Right. Yep. And the only other thing that we have here from Paul really is God of Thunder and. Uh, In Detroit Rock City, those two songs end up being used.
0: Yeah. Well, think about it. You got 15 demos here that were recorded in 1975. Only three go on Destroyer.
2: Yeah. And uh, of the 15, 10 of them end up becoming songs somewhere.
0: But you know what's funny? Recorded in 75, some of them made Destroyer. Some of them made Rock and Roll Over. Some of them made Gene in 78. Nothing made Love Gun. They yeah, skip they, they skip right over Love these
2: They got new demos that go in for those.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think it's fascinating. That's why I love demos and especially being like a Kiss nerd, lo- looking at what these songs became pieces of them or the song as a whole, and then just kind of lamenting the fact that a song like Howlin' For Your Love just became nothing. <laughs> so overall, your thoughts on disc two? I love it. I I think so when I bought this, when I got this bootleg, this was one of the very, very first kiss vinyls that I ever got. This is before I became a real psycho vinyl collector and I bought it and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but it's fun for the collection, you know, whatever. And then to think that like, I think I got this like seriously, like two years ago. And then to think that now it's a disc on an official kiss release. um, I just think it's awesome. I, I I really, I enjoyed listening. This was not a slog listening to this as we got we got we got ready for this episode. I enjoyed pretty much all 15 tracks, which is something that I don't even know if you could say that about most regular KISS studio albums where you can say you enjoy every single track. I thought this was a lot of fun to listen to for me. I will say this. If this was an album. Oh, God. Fucking awesome. I would put this up there, maybe top 10 for me potentially higher i think this is a fun album if you took if you took all the all 15 of these songs and said we're gonna make this an album with just these 15 songs clean them up this would have been a fucking kick-ass album yeah, yeah. i agree Yep.
2: even as demos call it what you want um yep uh, like especially more more so than a lot of the 80s non-makeup albums this has got the classic kiss Sound. Sound.
0: Yes. Agree. pre
2: Ezrain sound. Yep. And what you find when we did our interview and talked to the guys from Classic 78, this is it. This is what they pray. This is and- it.
0: Exactly.
2: And that's why that album, Classic 78, and they work so well because this is untapped. And unfortunately, it's like literally discovering holy shit. A lost tablet yeah. of uh, <laughs> of of the Bible. And it's, it's true. Generation like holy shit, we have this. Look at this. Yep, I I love it, and I didn't get into the the like I said the demos and things like that before. So when I got this and we bought the box and I started listening to them, like holy shit, a couple of these tracks are really good. Mm-hmm. And then when we started, like okay, we're gonna break down this album. I just fell in love. With, I could listen to this all the way through. Me too. I and love it. You know, I'm like, the, it's over again. Oh, I got to start back again. Like you didn't even realize like, you can go right through. There's no, for me, skipping. There's nothing.
0: It just fits. I'm telling you, the only 15 tracks album that Kiss has is Hot in the Shade. Okay. Yeah. So this is a 15 track album. I, I would listen. Like you said, there are, I don't skip. There are songs like, like any other album that you prefer more than us. There's nothing that I'm like, I can't listen to this. Oh, I this love. I love. I. I, I, I enjoy better than Hot in the Shade for me. Much better. Much better. Ooh, there's a hot take right there. Well,
2: love is all right. That's the worst song on this for me. Coming up, no surprise. Love is all right is better than Boomerang, Betrayed, fucking uh, wow. and a few other tracks there.
0: All right. That is might have to of be. Love? That, that wait. That maybe that will be our poll question. Which 15 track Kiss CD is better? We gotta go best track. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. Um,
2: all right. So we're gonna go run down the tracks. 15 tracks. Yep. Number 15. I already said it, Tom. Love is all right for me. Okay. Unfinished, just an unfinished song.
0: Okay. Uh for me, number 15 is I don't want no romance. Just because I can't. Come on, baby. I just the, the falsetto shit. I just can't do it.
2: Uh, this is so tough,
0: man. This is tough. It is very Um, tough because I'll tell you right now, kind of like when we rank them on ARC, like my number, like my number, like 10 song is like, I, I, I I love, (laughs) you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I'm going to probably go with rock and Rolls Royce.
0: Okay. That's your 14. Yeah. All right. My 14 is true confessions. I'll go 13 true confessions. Okay. That's your 13. Yep. All right, my 13 is Love is All Right.
2: Uh for a uh, 12 for me, Burning Up with Fever.
0: Okay. Uh 12 for me is Man of a Thousand Faces. So you rank these like in real time? You don't rank them in advance? Never. Really? Oh my yeah. god. Oh, I can't do it. I need
2: to be spontaneous because then it, I feel like I'm going with my gut, not okay thinking. That's fine. 11 would be
3: Night <laughs> That's mine, too. (laughs) Electric boogaloo.
2: (laughs) Yep. All right. Now we're into the top ten here. Yep. I'll take man of a thousand faces. Okay. Who's the man?
0: Exactly. I'm the man. (laughs) Your number ten. My number ten is burning up with fever.
2: Oh, um, my, my, my pussy is burning. Oh, I gotta find that clip now. You gotta. Find. What call was that? Is that is that my burning? My is burning. My burning. Is, is that is that is that red or is that? I, it was like jer- a it was like a Jerky Boys. Like it was off a of Napster. Like it was. Oh, it was rip like a ripoff. Rip off. Yeah, it was yeah, like a ripoff. He was calling the doctor and wouldn't shut up about her pussy burning.
3: My pussy is burning. <laughs> Hi, can I help you? Hi, my pussy is burning. Can someone help me? My pussy is burning. It's on fire. Can you help me? Your is? My pussy is burning. Then you need to come in and be seen. I fell, I had an accident. I fell in tripped over my hot iron and it's burning. It's but scorched. Then you should come in and be seen by Can you come Can, can I get a house call? I can't even close my legs. I can't. Oh, I can't walk.
0: That's my
2: number 10. <laughs> number 9 for me. Howling howling for your love i can't even just say the song i have to sing
0: them you have to sing them yeah it's so catchy all right number nine for me drc detroit rock city oh nice that song just just fucking
2: rocks it
0: does it kicks ass it's really so fucking
2: nice uh number eight for me is star (laughs) star I think it's insulting. And I and I'll talk to him. Don't you worry about that. <laughs>
0: uh my number eight is bad, bad lovin'.
2: Bad, bad. Lovin' Brown. <laughs> the baddest <laughs> oh, man in the whole. Don't do it. Town. Come on. Badder than old King Kong.
0: Oh, Meaner God. than
2: a junkyard dump. No.
0: This guy's awesome.
2: Jim Croachy mustache. <laughs> Love that guy. Oh, Davey Lopes.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, number seven for me, Thomas. Ooh, now we're getting down to it. Yep. I'll probably go with, I'll probably go with the same thing. I'll say bad, bad loving. I would love this song even if it wasn't Doctor Love. It's a fucking me too. It, it's got that crunch. I love it.
0: Yep. My number seven star. <laughs> star. Of course, that's <laughs> you can you can't not say that.
2: Is this Jim? Is Jim around?
3: <laughs> <sighs> Go
0: ahead, six. All right, six is mad dog. Nice. All right, my number six, Rock and Rolls Royce.
2: Rocky Wall, what you What? <laughs> they used to say when they didn't say for oh, walking wall what your order <laughs> that's the greatest chinese restaurant in, in the metro west area walk walk and walk. And walk Voice. <laughs> all right number five i don't want no romance as much you as you
0: serious you
2: oh. don't like that i love it come on baby that's
0: that baby. is terrible. terrible oh no no, no.
2: And no. then Gene's got that.
3: Ooh,
0: voice. Man.
2: No.
3: I don't want no romance.
0: I All like right, it. My, okay. Well, that's why it's your list. <laughs> I, I don't think
2: you'd be doing anybody's business. Let's go ahead.
0: <laughs> I don't think you could call me and talk to me that way. <laughs> uh, my number five is It's the fire. <gasps>
2: <sighs> it ain't the smoke that burns you. <laughs> it's it's my pussy. Burning. It's my pussy that's burning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god! The uh, with us,
2: <laughs> number four for me is DRC version, the quick version.
0: Okay. The top four was tricky for me. Well, my number one wasn't, but uh hey. number four, number four, I'm doing. Don't you hesitate? Oh. Just because I've heard it, it's not. It, okay. It's not like a. It's not a novelty.
2: All right. Number 3 for me is God of Thunder. The guitar on that is fucking awesome.
3: Indeed. Fucking love
2: it. Uh number 3 for me is Mad Dog. All right. I was going back and forth on this. Okay. But my and I and I bet you if I did it in a week to 2 weeks to a month, I'll flip these. Okay. But number 2 for me is It's the Fire. Fucking okay. song is awesome. It's become one of my favorite songs by Kiss that I want to go to now all yeah. the time
0: awesome yep uh my number two is god of thunder that f- song fucking just rips i love, love it. that version love yep. it
2: Yep. And number one is don't you hesitate i've talked about this many times in the past I i've picked like it on well. compilations top 10 lists it's yep. the song rocks there's so many things about it that i love and uh i, I mean i could flip that it's the fire in that songs yeah. are very similar and they both rock uh but don't you hesitate. I'm leaving it at number one.
0: Number one for me was the easiest I've ever done f- for a ranking. Howlin' For Your Love is by far number one. I don't know how this didn't become a hit. It's so fucking catchy. I kept playing it over and over and over. I love it. Um, I'm just, I love the fact that this is like an official kiss thing now.
2: So that's our list. Um, 15 tracks. Obviously, that's what our poll is going to be. What's the What's your favorite? Uh, uh, Talk about the tracks Talk about this do you guys think We're out of our minds to Consider this as good as any studio Album Uh, do you agree With us do you think this is a lost Gem do you guys go to this Record these are things that we Love to hear from you guys Uh, I love destroyer we'll get To it at some point but The other albums on This we wanted to get to them too And describe them in and go into details and break them down And then from you know next year We'll probably do the same thing for Dis- Destroyer disc 3 And then this year we'll probably Maybe get a chance we'll break down creatures And then the next year we'll do creatures disc Oh yeah two. that's so, right So we want to oh obviously there's Some organization In uh, the way we do our pod And uh, I think that I'm Glad we got this one done Because oh, yeah. I fucking love this
0: me too. It's great. I mean, we've talked. We're, we're talking about this as if it's its own album, because that's how much we love it. So I'm yep. anxious to see what the, what you guys think of this too. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So Tom, what do we do next? We go to our question of the week, and this comes from long time listener and another Patreon supporter. All of our Patreon guys are getting the applause this week. Um, and that's comes from Todd Harrig. And I'm going to kind of switch up the question a little bit, just for time's sake here. But he pretty much says, uh, say you won the lottery and you decided that you're going to create your own KISS tribute album and money is no object. Pick a couple songs or a couple bands or however, you know, one song, whatever. Who's going to be on the who's going to be on the on the tribute album? It could be a band current. It could be an older band. It could be a a super like, you know, all star tribute band. What song? Who's going to do it?
2: Uh, so it has to be a current band. I would
0: go. No, no, no. It does not. It does not have to be a current band.
2: Like if they're alive,
0: though. I'm thinking. Oh,
2: okay, okay. I I I can't say I would like to do Nirvana do a real version because they're dead. Okay, (laughs) I got you. I I get all right. So I'm thinking you're talking about a live band that's current. So I would say Pearl Jam. Okay, maybe doing a version of She. Uh, but I'd probably want a different song only because there have been some other great versions of She. I I don't know. Uh, Pearl Jam doing, let's say, uh, Hell or Hallelujah, a new track, by Kiss. Okay. Fast
0: and heavy. Okay. Interesting you picked a 90s band because that's where I was going right to. I was going right to Foo Fighters because I know Dave Grohl loves Kiss. He's a huge Kiss fan. He loves Ace Frehley and everything. So I would have Foo Fighters do Rip It Out off of something off of Ace's solo. So- I would be. Yeah. So Todd, great question. You know what? I don't really want to spend too much time on this because Todd, you could have just given us an episode. So let's let, we answered it with one band each. Uh, zoo said Pearl jam doing hello. Hallelujah. I said, foo fighters doing rip it out. Let's, uh, let's put a pin in that and maybe that'll be an episode of the future, Todd. So thank you for the question. Great one. Lots to think about there. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Good one, Todd. Appreciate the comment. And uh, you're always there jumping in and helping out with the show. So thank you very much for all that you do for us, buddy.
0: Absolutely. So, yep. Tom, where can people find us? Go to our website. That's the one-stop shop for all things Shout it Out Loudcast. It's easy to remember. shoutoutloudcast.com You can find all of our episodes there, all the Shout it Out Loudcast episodes, all of the ARC episodes, all the Dorm Damage episodes. Just dropped a new one this week about classic TV shows. All the Zeppelin Chronicles. Yes, that is still around. Believe me, we haven't forgotten about it. Uh, So those are all there. You can check out all of our rankings for all those podcasts that I just mentioned. You can click on links to shop at our Amazon store, to buy our merch, to join our Patreon. You can comment directly from the website. You can comment on specific episodes. So when this episode drops, you can go to the page for this episode and comment directly. So you can send us private messages. Uh, If you choose to send us messages in another way, you can use our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We read all the emails. Sometimes we try to read them all during the show, but we can't depending on how many we get. Uh, If you guys haven't noticed, we are kind of cutting back on feedback so we can get to the meat of the episode each week. Um, And, of course, very active on social media. You guys know that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything. We're there. Uh, So please tag us. Send pictures, send us DMs, keep the show going, keep it alive. Um, And as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family and some of the guys we've mentioned tonight, Wally, Joey, Todd, all those guys, and much, much more. Uh, Please join the family or at least take a look, patreon.com or download the app and search for us. And as we always like to say, we're proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Tons of great shows. It's getting huge now. I think there's over 60 or 70 shows all music-based podcasts, all different genres, all amazing. So check them out.
2: Yeah, people can always DM us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We get them all the time. We read them. We don't get a chance sometimes to get to everybody, but we do read everything. And same thing goes with the email, which is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. I'll, I'll be honest, the emails get a little bit more attention because they're never put aside. like. So sometimes what happens is if Tom sees the post and the notification then comes off so I don't see it and then it just gets pushed down as other notifications come in. So sometimes we all we don't get a chance to read everything or we miss something. Emails do not get missed. So whatever you get a chance email us is the best way to get in front of us, let's say. Uh you can always subscribe to our YouTube. YouTube channel. Uh, That is closing in on 800. We'd like to get to the magic number of 1,000. So if you listen, subscribe, please. Uh, Give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Facebook, Good Pods, wherever you can give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. That also moves us in front of more eyes and moves us up the food chain. So that's greatly appreciated. And if you do leave us one of those five-star reviews, make sure you let us know who you are, because sometimes you guys use uh, identification purposes, strange uh, handles that we don't recognize. So it would be helpful if you tell us, Hey, that was me that did that last week. And we can thank you personally for doing that. Uh, Again, the website website, And that is all the fantastic stuff that Tom described. And that is shout it out loudcast.com shout it out loudcast.com and all the goodies are there. And finally, what we like to do is we like to end with famous last words. Tom, do you have any?
0: Oh, I do show off where this is. She bites and tell us. When she comes out at night, hey, mister, why don't you tell us about it? Hey, mister, tell us about Mad Dog. In the
2: city, girls are looking pretty, all walking down Fifth Avenue. They look dandy, think I'm kind of randy. I tell her, pleasures. Overdue. Ooh, all right. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you.
0: Guys, thank you so much for everything. You're the best listeners and fans and supporters in the podcast world. Love you guys. Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.
4: Don't pay any attention to those fools, Lardass. (laughs)
3: Davey. Top tech companies like Intel have a secret to their success. They get the best talent, reliable infrastructure, and save on costs by expanding in Ohio, the new Silicon Heartland. Learn how your business can succeed in Ohio. Visit successinohio.com.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.